Welcome to The Fulfillment Project. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell, international fitness model and former IFBB Pro figure athlete turned personal development sponge, entrepreneur, and online marketing junkie. I want to have it all in life, and I am not afraid to admit it. This show is for high-performing, high-vibing humans who are ready to take action, step through their fears, and up-level their life and business. Join me as we take one more step closer to that today. Welcome back to The Fulfillment Project. I'm Sarah Fennell. We have an interview today that I am so excited to share with you. I have two lovely ladies, Anna Lozano and Lindy Sid, who I personally know. They both come from the corporate background and launched into entrepreneurship. And I believe this episode and this interview, you're going to love if you're feeling stuck with where you are. We talk about what it's really like to leave corporate and into entrepreneurship. Um, they both uh, started their own businesses and now have launched together and really are such an amazing inspiration for the younger generation spreading the message of mindfulness through their new startup business. So we're going to be talking about what the heck is a startup, what a startup really looks like, the behind the scenes of all that stuff that we don't really see and, and that work ethic. And we really talk about core values in this interview and what it means to have a motivating driver behind you that is pushing you into action constantly. So let's get to the episode. Hi, Lindy and Anna. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank you. And we've done a, a brief in intro as to who you ladies are, and you guys are up to so much greatness. I have you know, known you guys for a few years now, but really following your journey over the last year with, with what you're doing. And I know entrepreneurship isn't exactly new to you guys, but you've embarked on a new a startup process of, of an actual product launch. So I'd love for you, Anna, to give a little description of what a startup is. What's a startup company? Yeah, of course. So startup, I mean, everything from product or service creation to then launch to market strategy, to developing a customer base, to marketing. For us, it involves uh, shipping and uh, fulfillment and uh, sales strategy and different um marketing techniques for reaching different uh, types of customers, branding, literally everything <laughs> is in involved in a startup process that um, we knew we were going to um, have a lot to do, but when you're actually in it, it is a lot to do. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. And I want to dive into a lot of that today. So, I mean, Anna, you started network marketing, Lindy, you started network marketing as well. And both of you left corporate so, Lindy, what was that decision for you to leave corporate or what was that final aha moment that I just needed to move on? You know, I, I always had a very strong entrepreneurial spirit. It was a fire that was burning very, uh, you know, very brightly inside of me. I knew that I had to do it at some point. Like, I, I think you have it in you or you don't. Um, and I was always a self-starter, so I knew that wouldn't, wasn't going to be an issue. I knew that I wanted to start something from scratch and have that kind of ownership over my day's work. Um, when I was working at my last corporate job, I remember when I was hired, they sent me to an onboarding and I sat in this room and I was watching this video of the owner proprietor speaking about his big audacious dream. And everyone was cheering about working for his big audacious dream. And I thought, this is lovely but it's not what I want. I want, what about my big audacious dream? And 
And so I thought, you know, at some point I'm going to have to dive into this. Um, I did, I have for a while been doing side investments in real estate. And so watching something grow where you're putting like a side hustle into effect, like I really loved that. So when I made that leap, um, I really, I, I think I was talking to Leanne Jacobs, a friend of all of ours, a mentor of all of ours, and she had kind of given me that thought of, if not now, when? And there's never going to be a perfect time, I think, for anybody. So if anybody's deciding that they're going to do this, nothing's ever going to be perfect. Nothing's ever going to be in place. I just really had to shoot, uh, what is it? Aim, shoot, fire. What is it again? Do you guys remember that? Uh, I don't know. You just have to bite the bullet and do it. So. Yeah, I think that I, I always wanted to do it. I just had to go for it. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned something really, really touching there about you don't necessarily believe that entrepreneurship is for everybody. What, mm -hmm. what, what do you mean about that? I think that at the end of the day, you're going to have to hustle your buns off. And you can get to the place where you are that person but you have to also be very honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. So I know friends that who have had all of the best intentions and they've gone into entrepreneurship, but they just couldn't motivate themselves to do what they needed to do. So I think that some people really work well in that realm of they're given a job description and they can work through it. And, and that's great. But you know, there's a lot that comes with entrepreneurship. You, it takes time to build a successful revenue generating business. And um, in that process, are you able to get up every day and do the shit work and then also put on a pretty face and do the marketing side of things? And if you're able to do all that, wonderful. But if you're honest with yourself and you're not a self-starter and you do need somebody to give you tasks to to work through, then maybe it's not for you. Mm -hmm. I love, love, love that. You just touched on so, so many amazing points there because you're so right. We see entrepreneurship maybe glorified through social media. We see the pretty marketing, but no one understands all that hard work behind the scenes when no one is watching. And that's really why I wanted to bring you guys on here today because of everything you've, you've been going through over the last year. And we'll get into that. Uh, Anna, if, if someone is looking to leave their full-time job or really jump into entrepreneurship, what would you recommend as some, some steps before they make that leap? Mm -hmm, absolutely. I think clarity is, is most important, like really getting authentically, um, true with yourself and your own values and your desires and really knowing what it is that you want because there are a lot of shiny objects out there there you know opportunities come and go but really defining what is most important for you as a person what is most important for your family what is most what is most fulfilling for you and getting really clear on that first before um, saying yes to anything, I would say is, is the foundation because I do believe that you can try multiple things and then finally find something that you love, but why not launch with something that you love and is fulfilling and empowering and it, and it really fuels your soul. And I think that um, the individuals that do become successful in whatever industry, whether it is network marketing or a startup or, you know, whatever you take on, the people that are most connected to their core values that are most connected to um, their deeper why and their vision, what they want to create for their life are the most successful because they're fueling their souls and, um, and they're really living out their purpose and taking the necessary um, action steps towards that. And so that's who I find to be most successful in entrepreneurship um, is the people that really are loving what they're doing. 
Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, they, they feel stuck where they are as well, and they may not like the situation they're in, and they can focus on that so much that they don't like where they are, but they don't even open themselves up to the space of what do I want to do? What do I love? What's going to fuel me? And if you stay in that place of knowing what you don't want and not opening up that other door, you end up just staying more stuck. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Anna, you are a very action-driven person, and I know that you've created so much success for yourself over the years. What is that internal driver for motivation for you that actually turns ideas into action? Because I believe that action step is where a lot of people can fall short of or perhaps why entrepreneurship doesn't work for them. So what's that internal driver for you? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I was raised in an, in, in an immigrant family that really valued hard work. And so that was instilled in me from a very young age. Um, I started working when I was, I don't know, I believe 10 in terms of babysitting and, and delivering newspapers. And I worked um, throughout my university career. So I've always been a self-starter. And I think it's because of my background and really watching my parents immigrant parents leave a country that they knew that they were educated in and come to Canada with absolutely nothing. And so that foundation I really value. But also, um, for me, it's just, it's a drive. It's been different throughout the years. I mean, when I was working corporate, so as I was graduating university, the drive was really to um, climb the corporate ladder and do what society deemed to be successful on paper. So that was my first drive. So I went to a top university, I graduated with honors, and then I got a great job on paper. So that was that, was that initial driver. And then as I was working corporate, I realized that there are certain things that are that I'm missing in my life, like fulfillment, like doing something that I'm super passionate about. I really wanted to, at some point, not knowing how, but leave an impact on the world. I know that the first autobiography I read was um, Richard Branson's, and I absolutely love and adore him. And he lives in alignment with his core values in every area of his life, including family life and and business. And, um, and that's something that I wanted that I was missing in corporate. And so when I took the leap into entrepreneurship and I started out in network marketing, it was the drive to leave corporate and do something for myself um, that would then have an impact on people. Mm-hmm. So that was my next driver. And so I was, I've always been really connected to knowing what I want and that's just fueled it. And so, um, it's really easy to make excuses and procrastinate and, you know, um, not have the clarity. It's much harder to go after your dreams and to go after your vision, but it's that much, that much more rewarding and fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I just, I self-motivate myself with, you know, who do I need to become to um, have the impact? Who, who do I need to become in order to live a life of fulfillment? And every chapter um, that I enter, I question these things. And it's different. It's been different throughout my eight-year um, entrepreneurial journey. Um, but those things then fuel me and drive me. And so I know that when I wake up, I wake up with a purpose. And so I can't just sit there and do nothing. I have to take the action because I'm very clear on what it is that I'm doing. I'm clear on my purpose. I'm clear on my vision. I'm clear on my, my mission. And so that's what drives me. Mm-hmm. So again, it really does come back to clarity again. And I love that you said entrepreneurship is a journey. And I find the more you become self-aware and in tune with yourself and learning about yourself that just unfolds even further. And I'm sure that's been a big part of this as well. Absolutely. I mean, before, um, starting in, um, 
in entrepreneurship, I mean, the journey of self-discovery was, was new. I did read The Secret and, I, you know, there was books that I started dabbling in, but I fully immersed and committed to the journey of personal development when I became an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's absolutely necessary for everybody because we do need to grow and become more self-aware. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe that success is you only reach that level of the development of yourself. You know, mm -hmm. with every new level, there's new challenges and new lessons, and we have to keep that unfolding process happening. Absolutely. Yes. Lindy, I'll ask you the same question about, you know, what is your internal driver? You know, you say you're very much a self-starter. Has it always been that way for you? Uh, yes. Yes, absolutely. I've always been a self-starter. Um, I'm the youngest of six kids. And I think that I saw, you know, all the different directions that they were taking all the time. And I always had an internal driver to just show who I was authentically and not follow in any of their footsteps, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, I went, I actually followed quite a similar path to Anna. So I went to Western University. I took business. I graduated. I went into marketing. I went into sales. I was following the corporate ladder. I always felt like something was missing. Um, I always felt that I needed to be doing something on my own. I love when I can be creative. So even within my jobs, I would take an entrepreneurial spin on whatever it was that I was doing to get that kind of satisfaction that I was desiring. So if I was working in a particular role, I would always come up with new models or things or just any anything where I was could be creative and create something of my own within the role that I was doing. But at the end of the day, it wasn't mine. And um, so even on the side, I was always doing little things on the side that could use my creativity. So I think that like Anna had said, being really clear with your core values, one of the things that really took me out of corporate at, and it was kind of with a, a big bang because I, I was a mother at that point. And once, you know, working a million hours for somebody else is fine when you're 25 and not married and, and you can go and live that life. But when I had these little children at home who really needed me, and this isn't for everybody, and I'm not putting this down. I think that it's incredible. When I see women who are working these corporate jobs and they have a nanny, they've got, they've got it all figured out and they're doing all these different things, I think it's amazing. For me, when I was dropping my kids off at seven and rushing to pick them up at six and just getting in the door and you know, then activities, food, bath, bedtime, and we're laying on the couch and I'm back online. I'm going to do that stuff anyway, in terms of like that type of work ethic, but it needed to be for myself. And it, I didn't want to um, compromise my family life in, in that, in part of it. And so it was kind of like a huge realization that I was exhausted. My kids were exhausted. I was not living within my core values. The three most important things to me is my own health, my family's health, and the time that I get to spend with them. And yet all of those things were on the bottom of my priority list. Literally every day, it was like the first thing to go was, um, you know, feeding my family well. The second thing to go was time with them. And the third thing to go was my sleep. And yet those are all my, these things that I value so much. So I was like, okay, this has to change. And somehow I need to bring these things that are so important to me and make them a very big priority in my life because they are my core priorities. And so like, like Anna was saying before is I got very clear on what my core values were. And I decided that there was non-negotiables in place that when I do go into entrepreneurship, I'm going to be a self-starter, but these things all have to come in play and be a really big part of my, my working life. Mm -hmm. So my drivers really come back to, again, clarity, being in line with my core values, because at the end of the day, we, 
as far as we know, we're in this physical body once. This is not a dress rehearsal. And uh, I want to be fulfilled every single day. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's interesting. And we're led to, and I know we have had this conversation off air before about you're led on the path of quote unquote success, you know, going mm-hmm. to school and getting good grades. And then after high school, more education and then getting married and having kids. And it's, it's a realization when one day you wake up and you're like, this doesn't feel right. Something doesn't feel right. And I think those of us who are drawn to entrepreneurship and who want that something more, it's almost more painful to stay where you are than taking that risk and stepping forward. Absolutely. And there's a beautiful awakening where people are, are saying, you know what, I'm unhappy and something needs to change. And so throughout the years, we've, we've definitely seen that shift and more and more people are really questioning what they're doing every day. And it's beautiful to see. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is, is we're living in this era where so many people are making these changes. There's so many, much opportunity online. You know, there's so much you can do in the world of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And back when our parents were working, they'd stay in the same job for however yeah. many years. And that was just the what you did. Like we're very lucky generation. We are very lucky. And there's no better time to make money, especially with, with how much we are in connect. And I mean, look at the way we're talking now. And, you know, this is why Joe and I put together this podcast is to bring t- together some powerhouses and some people to really talk about entrepreneurship because yes, it's, it is glorified and it does look amazing and shiny, but it's, it's not always easy. And there is a lot of backward that goes into it, but it's so fulfilling when you can really step into your light for it. Amazing. So, Lindy, with with every new adventure, uh, I feel there are always lessons that do come. And we'll start. We'll talk about your product and your startup in just a minute. But you guys have been on an amazing journey over this past year with with really launching this product. What has been one of your biggest learning lessons this year? Ooh, juicy. We had a lot of expensive. <laughs> we had a lot of expensive. I wouldn't call them mistakes at all. Actually, yeah. I was talking to um, somebody right before this phone call and she was asking some advice on Kickstarter because she just launched a Kickstarter campaign and she was asking about marketing and should you, you know, hire out, um, outsource for these different marketing companies. She has had like 50 people come to her saying like, I can do this for you. I can do that. So I think my biggest lesson that I would say over the course of doing this startup would be to ask a lot of questions, trust, but I think you need to balance your passion with your wisdom because when you're the passion overrides it, you get so excited, you're overly trusting, and you might make some expensive learning. I don't <laughs> want to say mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, we decided to go with a particular agency that was going to do so much for us, and they sold us the moon. And quite frankly, it didn't turn out in any way, shape, or form the way we expected it to. It was very, very costly. But we learned so much yeah. from that process. Yeah. So I, every step in uh, along the journey is one that I would never take back. So, I mean, just asking a lot of questions and, and yeah, balancing your wisdom with your passion. Because mm-hmm. you guys have created a physical product as well, which is not always easy. You know, it's okay to go out there and launch your services or connect with another yep. company who already produces your product for you. So you guys created a, you know, Love Powered Co. is is your company, and you have these affirmation cards for children. Where did this idea come from? So Anna and I, we've been talking about it on your podcast this whole time, but we've been on this personal development and spiritual psychology journey and really 
deciding who this, the image of the person we want to be, how do we get to be that person? And the books we read, the music we listen to, the audio we listen to, all really helps us to um, get to that person that we want it, we desire to be, become. And in our uh, journey of personal development and, and the conversations we had about the different books we were learning and what tools we were using in our own home, we started to talk about the tools that are available for families. And um, what we found was what we wanted when we, we searched high and low for what we were looking for, what we wanted, what we desired in our homes, it really just didn't exist. So we started masterminding and brainstorming on, well, if we were to create something, what would it look like? If we were to go to the store and purchase something or go online and purchase something we could use with our kids to really help them to understand and, and value and know the greatness within them, what would that look like? And so that's kind of how it started. And our, I mean, those early days, the energy was electric. We were calling each other on hours of the night. We we're so excited of what this was going to become. And it shifted a lot until we launched. But uh, but the, the purpose and the core of it was really to help families um, really raise good humans. I mean, we came back to it. We have all these beautiful terms, powering the next generation of mindful leaders, all of these beautiful power statements. But at the core of it, we want to raise good humans. That's mm -hmm. what we want to do. And we want to support families in doing the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it always goes back to, um, you know, as adults, we're trying to, I don't know if we can swear on your podcast sure. or you can leave it out, <laughs> but as adults, we're trying to unfuck ourselves and our kids are just these beautiful, clean slates. And so why not power them um, from such an early age, both subconsciously and consciously, because as they grow, they're going to have different influencers in their life, right? Their peers, their teachers, um, later on their employers and so forth. So at home within the family unit, we have these little beings that are clean slates and they're so intuitive and they're so aligned from an early age that we just want to power that. And so the word powering the next generation, we've really coined because we've developed these 22 powers that we all have within us. We just need to be reminded of them. And what's incredible about this, this first product is that indirectly, um, we as adults benefit from this mm -hmm. process. So even if someone has never been or hasn't started yet their personal growth journey or their mindfulness journey, it indirectly benefits the adult who's really leading the conversation with these little precious beings. Mm -hmm. And Joe and I have definitely noticed that. And I, and I love this because, you know, we've talked, we've mentioned personal development here. And, you know, if we want to grow as, as human beings, we're always looking at to dissolve those beliefs and bring back in those great affirmations. But why do we start to do it when we're, you know, 30s, 40s, when all that shit has happened before, yeah. right? So I love that you're really trying to start that at a young age. Uh, Joe and I have a box of uh, the affirmation cards. We started it a few weeks with the kids. And it was, it was interesting to first uh, display it to them every night when we have them we go upstairs, we have a meditation room, we do about 15 minutes of reading to them, and then we usually do meditation. And we've been flip-flopping now between meditation and the cards. And it was interesting when we brought them out, we did it as a family household, we each picked a card, read our power, shared a story, and it was fantastic. They, they loved it. And his kids are, they're eight and 11, and the 11-year-old's a boy, and we were a little hesitant on how he would feel about this. And, you know, he's coming into his teenage years, and he loved it. He loved it way more than Claire did, and it was, it was very, very incredible to see. 
Love it. Thank you. That's Love incredible. That and feedback. thank you for your support. It's, it's of crazy. course. Yeah. Are you hearing a lot of good feedback about this and uh, different stories from people as well? It's incredible. One thing when we launched this, the, the product is we knew we wanted to create a community. So this really is a movement of individuals who want to power the next generation of mindful leaders. And so one of the, the, the feedbacks we get most often is, wow, I can't believe how luscious and beautiful and you know meaningful this is. I didn't expect that. Mm -hmm. So that's been, you know, the common feedback and then just the stories of, of how in different ways families are incorporating this, whether it's as a nighttime routine or in a meditation room like yourself or around the, the dinner table or in the morning to start a day. Mm -hmm. So it's giving us a lot of different um, ideas on, on just helping families to incorporate this and make it a habit because mm -hmm. it's not like a book where you read a book once and then you put it down and then maybe pick it up in a few months. This is something that we really suggest to be a daily ritual. Mm -hmm. um, however you incorporate it, you know, we've had feedback where parents, as they pick up their kids from school and maybe it was a busy day and they'll just pick up the, the card in the car. And mm -hmm. so it's just uh, different ways of making it a habit. And another really cool thing that was very unexpected for us our initial thought was parents powering their children, um, but we've had this overwhelmingly positive uh, feedback from teachers and educators and Montessori schools and mindfulness schools and all of this, this whole other pillar that we didn't even really think about mm -hmm. in the beginning. And um, yeah, we've had teachers say, I want this for every teacher in my class. And um, recently a mindfulness coach, Montessori school, I think it's Montessori, isn't it? Preschool. Yeah. Preschool. Uh, she just ordered for all of her teachers at her school in the United States. So it's it's interesting to see the shape it's taking outside of what we intended, which mm -hmm. is really it's, it's taking a life of its own now, isn't it? Yes. And I found it, it's opened up different conversation. I mean, we always sit uh, as a household at the dinner table and talk about our day. But then in the evening before bed, it brings out different stories and it, it talks about more meaningful stories and emotions and, and things that perhaps maybe you just don't get out of your kids from a, from a day to day conversation. Absolutely. And that was one of our drivers, too, is, you know, you pick up your kids from school. It's been a long day. How was your day? Good. What'd you learn? Nothing. Yeah, you know, yeah. What did you do? I don't know. Like those are typically the, the answers you get. Yes. So the conversation starter is just, yeah, it's a great way to close the day. We do it at night before bed and it's a great way to end the day on a very positive note. Mm -hmm. I will add one more thing because our children are such different ages, right? Sarah, you mm -hmm. mentioned eight and 11. Lindy's kids are five and seven almost. Um, I have a two-year-old, almost two-year-old and, um, and a a baby on the way. And it works for all these different ages mm -hmm. because when it's interesting. So my daughter's, she'll be two, um, in a couple of weeks, but when she sees the box, she says powers. Mm -hmm. so I'm like, Maya, do you want to choose your power? So it's, it's different with her because she's not yet understanding those words, but I know the benefits subconsciously that she's getting. And then I'm also speaking the powers into my little girl who's going to be born in June. So it's, it's, wonderful to see these different ages and how everyone can benefit in their own unique way yes mm -hmm. we're finding that with joe's eight-year-old as well she doesn't maybe understand some of the terms the other night she grabbed uh, my power is empathy so teaching her what being empathetic meant and it's a great learning experience well that's yeah that was one of our our bonus card so we have six extra bonus cards that are really to help coach and motivate the parents through this whole new practice and one of our cards is called Clarifications of Terms, and we've basically given 
a an easy to digest explanation that parents can provide to their kids on each one of the powers. So because we knew that parents would be in this situation, you know, my kids are five and seven and, you know, explaining empathy or authenticity or mindfulness to these kids, you need something to support you with that. But that's almost been the bonus of it is that they are learning this beautiful new vocabulary mm -hmm. when you start and they start to understand these words and they'll realize that that was a word that they were raised with from the time that they were just a little child. I think it's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Are you a health and fitness professional who's looking to utilize Instagram to attract new clients into your programs and services? Maybe you have no idea how to show up online and get people excited about your brand. Or perhaps you've had some success in the past, but it's just not working anymore. Here's the deal. Instagram has changed a lot over the years. And as someone myself who relies on social media and organic marketing for my brand, I've really had to pay attention to what's been going on on this platform. Because if I'm showing up on Instagram every day and you're showing up on Instagram every day, we want to ensure that our efforts for building a client list are met. You feel me? Which is why I've created InstaClients. It's a free three-part video series to teach you how to talk to your ideal client so they see you as a coach or trainer for them, my three-step process for getting clients, and the four types of posts that you should be using every single week. This course is to teach you how to convert your following. You don't need more followers if you can't convert the ones you already have, right? So just go to www.insta-clients.com to get in on this awesome strategy plan that you can start implementing right away. I'm so excited to have you in this training. You can grab the link from the show notes as well. Or again, it's insta-clients.com. That's amazing. And I love hearing your passion when you're talking about this. And it's such a beautiful idea and the the difference that you're making and, and seeing this whole movement that you guys are on. And I know a lot of people can get caught up in the vision and they can get caught up in the difference that they can make with something. But let's come back to the reality of, of building this business. And, you know, so you guys launched on Kickstarter in August of 2017. And I know it was almost about a year, I think, from idea creation to launch. Am I correct? Yeah, about eight, nine months, I eight, think. Nine I months. Through this process, Anna, can you remember a time where you're thinking no one will understand the work it takes to get this off the ground? Yeah. So not only the work it takes, but also, you know, is this concept too new, right? Because we're still in we're still in the world of niche. We're still in the world of quote unquote woo woo that our big passion is to make mainstream. Um, I think the great thing about Lindy and I together is that we weren't afraid of the hard work. So we knew that it was going to take a lot from us. Um, so we weren't really afraid of that. But having said that, when 3,000 units arrived to Burlington, Ontario... I, I saw the post on social media, and you guys have been so great at sharing the openness of all of this, maybe chaos and excitement of everything you're going through, the 3,000 orders that showed up. Yes, what was that like? It was, well, it was hilarious because it was snowy. Like, it was the biggest, like, snowstorm Lindy's house is going through the biggest renovation <laughs> they've ever experienced. And the, the, these, these um, what do you call them, pallets arrive. 
archive of products <laughs> where we're like, thankfully, Lindy's home is under construction because she had these workers actually help us carry these boxes in. So really, this operation right now is from the basement of, of Lindy's house. <laughs> and I mean, that's part of the journey. But I think, you know, we committed throughout the process to share the chaos to share the t the hard parts to share the rejection to share the expensive lessons and the discouragement because that's what we want you know we want to inspire women to leap as well if they have something a burning desire in their heart to just go for it it's it's gonna be ups and downs and and we understand that part of the journey um but it was crazy and then fast forward the week after when a thousand units had to be shipped out and the label maker was doing crazy <laughs> things and FedEx was coming every half hour. Like, I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy. But even going back further, it is funny because you have an idea in your head. And I mean, this, this is our first product, but we have a whole array of products that you'll see over the next coming months and years. In the beginning, we had so many ideas and what to turn into, you know, what to bring to life first was a big, a big um, decision for us. When we decided on the box of affirmation cards, in my head, I was like, how hard can that be? Like, I thought, <laughs> find an illustrator, you find a designer, you put it together, there's got to be somebody, like, there's stuff like this all over the place. And it's just funny that that's what was in my head. And then you go and when you break down all the different elements and where you get it manufactured in China and communication with China and all these different things, it was just, uh, it's a lot more than you expect. So how do you stay grounded and not overwhelmed by all of the steps involved? I think a beautiful thing is, is we do have each other and we have very supportive spouses. I think that's, that's one thing. Um, the other thing I would say is we committed from the very beginning to make sure that this company is fully in alignment with our core values. And so we drop off our kids in the morning and at, you know, 245 for me and 330 for Lindy, we shut it down and we're on mom duty. So, you know, the phone's mostly away unless it's chaotic shipping week. And, mm -hmm. and then we pick them up after the kids are in bed to continue doing what we need to do. But it's really being built in alignment with what matters most to us. And that's where mom's first and we're entrepreneurs second. So really, um, and we've been really firm with that mm -hmm. and it's, and it's really worked for us. So we have that time to refuel midday, mm -hmm. um, and just, you know, be with our kids and, and do what we need to do and then kind of go back to work. So that's really important. And I think for anybody who wants to launch something is, is again, defining what's most important to you and making that non-negotiable. Um, could we be further, even further ahead? I think we're doing quite well in terms of how fast we're growing, but sure. If we were single and 25 and I mean, it'd be different, but this is our reality. Would it be love power? Literally. That's the thing. We wouldn't have this product. So, you know, it's, um, this is just the stage that we are in our life right now. And just making certain things non-negotiable, um, has been not only refueling and grounding, but also just that much more fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Have there been any emotional breakdowns or burnout periods or anything that you've dealt with along the way? I don't think so. I think the I? week of the shipping a okay. thousand units yes, was a breakdown. I cried. <laughs> I cried. The shipping guys came back and they were like, Hey, uh, I got, a a hug. I got a phone call from another shipping guy. He said you were crying. So I decided to send five more shipping guys. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Boxes. Um, yeah, but I mean, if I compare it to my life in corporate, 
I, I feel like the stress, anxiety, and overwhelm was equal, if not more, and the fulfillment was far less. Mm -hmm. So when you when you balance it, you weigh it, it it's just so much better. <laughs> so business growth takes time. Majority of people are, you know, we're impatient. If we have an idea, we want it to come to light now. We want to be, quote unquote, successful now. How do you know and how do you trust that you're on the right path or that the growth is happening at the right speed in order to let you know that this is a successful venture? That's such a great question. Um, you know, the trust factor is, 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 is hard. And, you know, it's kind of like the analogy of like, you can't plant a flower and just keep, you know, looking under the soil to see if it's growing. I think that, um, you know, we're committed long-term. It's, it's kind of first when you define that big vision um, knowing that it's going to take time. So, so the trust factor and, and listen, it's, it is very hard, but just knowing that great things take time. I mean, having a community of women who are doing, um, similar things has been really incredible for us. We're a part of two communities, the mompreneur community out of Milton and CEO founded by Vicki Saunders, um, is incredible because it's, it's women who are launching businesses or have launched businesses and and we all kind of share very similar um, paths. And so having a community to support you is incredible. Um, having mentors and coaches who are further ahead than you are to kind of show you, you know, this is what the journey is. Here's the reality of the journey. And um, I would say the third thing is we're obsessed with um, these podcasts. One of our favorites is um, How I Built This, mm. where, you know, um, he interviews different individuals like Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx and um, the Airbnb founders and LinkedIn founders. And you realize that by listening to their journeys that you're on the right path, right? Mm -hmm. So having these tools that you can tap into and just kind of remind you, you know, you're doing great. It's still the very beginning. I mean, really, we launched in August. And so kind of bringing us back to, yes, we have a massive vision. We have big purpose, a big movement, but we're only a few months in. Mm -hmm. So kind of, you know, reality checking yourself and um, having different uh, tools to tap into has been, has been huge. I would add to that and say the testimonials that we've received from our customers have been, has been so positive. And um, in the beginning, the first few sales we had was absolutely our own network, our family and friends. So you got to skew that differently, right? You, you view and skew that differently. If your family and friends are telling you they love it, that's great, that's wonderful, and we value that, we're so grateful for the support. But when you hear it from somebody you've never met before and you're getting orders from all over the world, from people who don't know you, and they're giving you this positive feedback, that also helps us know that we're on the right track. Mm -hmm. And I think, of course, starting anything, you want your friends and family to support you to begin with. But growth of anything definitely takes tapping into making that network bigger. What are you guys doing right now in order to, to help build your network or keep that, that expansion going? So I would say, uh, Anna mentioned those two um, groups that we're a part of has been amazing. So that's helping us to grow our network. Um, we've been really focusing on our own PR, too, and our own marketing um, so we're learning the art and science behind Facebook ads. That's going to take us to a different sphere. Um, and it has already, um, I would say 
we are, we're pretty loud and we continue to meet new people every day. Mm -hmm. So this is where Anna's genius comes into play. I'll be over here working on product development and Anna is connecting with every person. I see our inbox and I'm like, oh my God, who are these people? But uh, constantly connecting with, you know, and asking, asking for help. Yeah. So connecting with somebody, you know, and because they are a point to this person and then connecting with that person, they're a point to that person. Um, it's been quite, quite amazing actually. Yeah. And I'll add to that, that, um, you know, a lot of women are afraid to ask, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's something that holds a lot of women back that I've experienced throughout the years. But my motto is if you don't ask, it's always a no. Um, so really just putting yourself out there. I mean, so we have our e-com strategy with Facebook ads. We have our retailer um, strategy with boutiques and the boutiques that we partner with are very strategic. We're going to be doing um, mindful seminars on how to bring mindfulness into the family um, in, in partnership with those uh, boutiques. And we also have an influencer strategy through Instagram. That's been really great. Uh, Michelle Romanoff of uh, the youngest dragon on Drake's Den today just shared us um, our package and our product on her Insta stories. So there's different strategies that we're implementing. And like Lindy mentioned, PR. So we are seeing a wave of, um, of sales, like when there is a lot of activity, you know, on social media or an influencer posts about us or uh, we're in an inter on an interview or um, like we were um, we did an art article for today's parent that's yet to be released or we were on the Maryland Dennis show. You see these spikes of um, new leads that who we don't know, which is incredible. So all those things are in place. We do. We're starting to find that eventually we will need manpower because they're woman power because there is only uh, two of us. Mm -hmm. But um, that'll be our next phase. And uh, hopefully by the summer we can hire out a few individuals to especially outsource what's not our zone of genius. So like shipping and fulfillment, you know, there's people that love that. They love being in a room with music and just not having to think or deal with people and just packing and wrapping. So why why not um, help those people fulfill their purpose? Like, really, it's, mm -hmm. it's everybody. <laughs> it's an interesting point where you get to where you realize my time is tapped. I'm not utilizing my zone of genius here. I hired my first assistant back last fall. That was the hardest as a virtual assistant, but it was hard to start delegating some tasks. And Joe and I are at the point now where we're wondering, you know, okay, we need to start bringing some people on to help. So it's, it's an amazing point where you get it, but it's also giving up a lot of control and it's, it, it's, have it's, you found that? have you found it to give up that control? It's hard for you. I'm like, hmm, how is she doing that? <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard. It was a big yeah. six week period of hiring someone on and then double checking emails that are going out being sent from me and, and just doing that. But now I'm so thankful. It's relieved a lot of stuff off of me. Amazing. Yeah. So you guys have you, you utilize social media a lot. I love that you've really put yourself out there. Like what you're saying, you've connected with the Marilyn Dennis show. And I love that, you know, you're really stating that you can't do it all by yourself. You need to link arms with other people. And you guys have really hit the ground running literally with your product and doing self-delivery. What are your thoughts on social media? How do you view that as one of your tools for your business? Mm -hmm. Social media is incredible. I mean, we live in a time where we're just so connected. Um, I was just reading there's 2 billion active users on Facebook and, you know, Instagram is growing every single day. So it's definitely an incredible platform to reach cold market. Um, you just need to work it strategically. Mm -hmm. So just spending time on social media scrolling is not the most effective. But for me, 
Um, one thing that I do is when I'm listening to, for example, how I built this, um, our fave podcast, and there's someone new on the interview who's a mom who's created a million dollar empire. The first thing I'll do is I'll go on Instagram, check their profile, send them an intro message to who we are. And uh, whether it's a collaboration, a giveaway, or um, just send them a product for feedback. Um, that's kind of how I'm expanding from people who we know and love to people that we might have never heard of who have influence in different communities and reaching out. So social media needs to be strategic because it can be very distracting. Mm -hmm. And I think especially a platform like Instagram, it needs to really be on brand because it is such a visual tool. Um, so Lindy's been incredible with, um, with the images that we use. And we do think that we have an Instagram brand where it can, it is very pretty mm -hmm. being consistent, right? It's, it's, it's all about being consistent, but also strategic because you don't want to waste your precious time. Mm -hmm. Joe and I work with a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs in the fitness field and we do a lot of social media coaching and just talking about, you know, you can't just do a post and expect sales or people to come running in. There's a relationship that there that needs to be formed. And I personally love to think of, uh, social media as a brand awareness, it's brand awareness, but there's a lot more backend work that goes into, to warming up those customers or, or those potential clients. Yeah. And I love that you guys have, you know, gotten face to face with some, some of your customers and connected with the Maryland Dennis show and all that stuff. Just, you know, it grows your network. And Anna, you are a fantastic, fantastic connector. <laughs> it's one of those skills. And a Joe is fantastic at that, too. What are your top tips for someone to become a better networker or a better connector? Yeah, um, thank you. Um, I think it's a matter of, of being genuine and authentic. Right. So. I have mastered the skill of listening. I, I do know and believe that people love talking about themselves. And so even for individuals who might be introverts or, you know, this is very uncomfortable for them, I'll be the first to say that um, I'm more an introvert than an extrovert because the definition really is, is how do you refuel yourself? Do you refuel fuel yourself in um, social settings? That's an extrovert or an introvert. You refuel by yourself. And so by that definition, I'm, I'm more an introvert, but I understand that if you're going to be in a business like network marketing, or if you're going to launch a startup or you're going to do anything really worth selling all the time, you need to put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. And the best way to make authentic connections is to really make someone feel good, to ask the right questions, to listen, and to, <clears throat> excuse me, to really focus on how can you add value to them. And so even though I've also mastered the, the, the art of asking for help, we always put ourselves out there in terms of like, how can we serve you? How can we serve your community? How can we add value to you? Um, because that's how long-term relationships are built. And we know that, you know, even if someone does an Insta story post for us, it's, it's 24 or 48 hours lived, right? It's, 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 it's the lasting relationships that are most meaningful. And, um, that's really, really important because you, you want to, everything you do, especially on social media, you want it to be long-term. Mm -hmm. Have you always been great at networking and doing that? Or is this a skill that you've really built up over time? Because I started in network marketing, I realized that you can't build a network marketing business if you don't put yourself out there, mm -hmm. if you don't build relationships, if you don't connect with people. You know, a lot of people came to me and I'm still very active in my network marketing business is saying, you know, I've run out of people to talk to. But the reason why people run out of people to talk to is because they're not meeting new people every single day. And it's a skill. 
you need to learn it. And if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you just have to realize that it's something that needs to be done. And the more that you do it, you know, the more that you meet someone on the go train or in a coffee shop or at a grocery store, the more comfortable it becomes. And I think that once you take away the um, the dollar sign or the, the motive behind it and just focus on making a new friend or building a new relationship, the easier that becomes. And you can start by complimenting someone or, or just asking a very simple question. Um, but it's definitely learned and anybody can learn it. You just need to commit to doing it daily. Mm. Does networking come easy to you, Lindy? Um, I think so. You know, I'm a very social person. I <clears throat> absolutely, if, if the, the definition of introvert extrovert that Anna said is true, then I'm an introvert too, which I oh, feel yeah. like nobody would ever imagine because I'm very social and I love being around people. Um, you know, I think I'm learning a lot being beside Anna every day because she takes it one step further. I see the connections that she's making on a day-to-day -day basis. And, you know, I am always looking to build new friends, but I would probably end it there. My natural state is to end it at like, we're, we're new friends, but Anna will continue to be like, can you do this for me? And I can do this for you. Can you do this for me? And I can do this for you. And I see how it goes into more of a give take relationship. And then you're, you know, you have this wonderful business relationship on top of a new friendship. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm learning a lot from being beside Anna, but this is the other thing that's really cool. I might not be as great of a networker as Anna is, but we both are bringing um, different strengths to the table. So we are very similar in many, many ways, but we also kind of fill the void that the other one um, has. So uh, for me, I'm always doing the creative stuff. I'm always doing the kind of product development and I've been doing the shipping and fulfillment while she's going out and networking. And it's, you know, I think that a lot of people when they're thinking about diving into entrepreneurship, they, they're mostly thinking about doing it alone, but this has been an amazing experience for both of us because we have each other. We have each other to fill our, our strength void, but also, um, you know, if one of us is having an off day, the other one can lift the other one up. And I just think that that's been, uh, I mean, you must feel that too with Joe, mm -hmm. right? So I've definitely noticed the, the duality of, of different strengths and I'm usually the techie behind the scenes person and he loves, loves, loves the public speaking and the, and the networking and it's great that you can feed off of each other that way. And I mean, I know what it's like to be in a relationship with my significant other and, and both of you do as well. Is there a difference now with, you know, being friends and being business partners? We're kind of like a married couple. Yeah. <laughs> I just, we're definitely an old married couple. People see us bickering and they're like, what is that? Um, yeah, no, I think it's been amazing. We've got, yeah. we've only gotten much closer throughout the whole process and I can't imagine doing this without Anna. Um, it's been an, it was an idea developed together. It was creative spark that happened together mm -hmm. and everything since has just been amazing. I wouldn't, I can't imagine doing this without, without her by my side. So yeah, like, <laughs> Touchy moment. <laughs> I just have a few more questions for you, ladies. Now, you know, business is business. It's the process of exchanging either a product or a service for money, if we want to get it right down to that. But I feel that many women have issues separating emotions from business. Anna, how do you how do you separate that, or or do you? Hmm. That's a great question. It's been a common conversation in our household. So I thought I would uh, talk to you ladies about it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm like the less emotional one. Do you want to take this one, Lindsay? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that at the end of the day, we're human yeah. and we're women and bringing emotion into business is not a bad thing. And I don't, mm -hmm. I don't try to separate it, to be honest. And I never did. So I've worked in various roles where, um, you know, it's predominantly men or predominantly women. And at the end of the day, I think women need to be unapologetic of who they are, the emotions they have. And you don't need to turn that off and put on a masculine energy when you walk into the workplace. You are who you are. And if you're bringing emotion into that, there's power in that. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't try to separate it. Mm -hmm. So I'm just my emotional self. <laughs> Which is awesome. And we do have an emotional product, right? That's the thing. That's the like, thing too. Our goal yeah. is to connect emotionally with our right. with our audience um, and our customers. So it's um, yeah, it's interesting. I think that one thing when I think about emotion though is kind of um, managing your emotions when it comes to rejection, okay. right? You know, that kind of stuff mm -hmm. that, um, I mean, <laughs> network marketing has been an incredible training ground for rejection and uh, no one loves rejection, but I think I'm at a point and Lindy is too, where we just understand that's part of the process. Mm -hmm. And we had a major rejection last week and we uh, kind of cried about it for like 10 minutes. And then we just said, you know what, there has to be something better that's coming. This or something this better. Or something better it, yeah. it must have been a sign to lead us in the right direction. That's the other thing is like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. It's always leading you to the correct path. It's mm -hmm. correcting um, but again, that's us having each other and working through it together. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's also so. the, the personal development behind uh, behind yourselves as well, too, right? I remember that coming to um, Gabrielle Bernstein's book, The Universe Has Your Back. You know, it's this or something more, this or something better. And it's building that resilience muscle because it's never going to go according to plan sometimes. And there's always going to be those bumps in the road. Have you guys dealt with a lot of disappointment or a lot of rejection over the past year of getting this off the ground? I don't think so. Mm. No, I, I wouldn't say a lot. I would say that it's been very well received. It's mm. been very, we've had a very positive response, but as Anna just mentioned, absolutely rejection is part of the process. If you're selling anything, I don't, I've never heard of a business who just went from zero to a hundred with no problems, no hiccups, no rejection along the way. So when you know that and you can expect it when it happens, it's not as life changing or traumatic. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I love that. <laughs> Now, I always finish these interviews with one question, and I'll ask each of you. So, Anna, if you could go back and talk to your 25-year-old self, what would you want her to know? Yeah, amazing question. Um, I would definitely tell her to figure out and, and get clear on what makes you most happy. Because at the end of the day, as humans, we just want to be happy. We want to feel joy. We want to experience life to the fullest. And so rather than following status quo and what should be done, really feel and introspect and look within yourself and figure out what it is that brings you joy and fulfillment and go after that, whatever that is. And, um, and yeah, just do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Lindy, you've had more time to think. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually, well, I was listening to Anna and I, I, I can I take her answer? It was perfect. Um, <laughs> if I was going to talk to my 20 year old self, I think I'd say, tell her to take a deep breath and to realize that everything and every stage you go through is just that it's a stage and nothing is static. It doesn't last forever. I do remember being in my mid twenties and having somewhat of a breakdown because I felt like this moment in time when my boyfriend and I broke up, there is nothing left in my world. 
but if you, if I could go back and go, you know, everything is just this moment and you're going to be past it soon. I, I wish I could have seen that back then, that it's not going to be static. And this job that I just got is not going to be my life's work forever. And uh, yeah, I just wish that I knew that. I love it. Beautiful answers. Now, where can we find you, creep you, grab your beautiful product? <laughs> yeah, so our website is lovepoweredco.com. And um, we are all over social media on Love Powered Co. So at Love Powered Co, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and then our community, which is something that we're just so passionate about. So if you go on Facebook and you search Love Powered Community, we'd love to welcome you into the community. Beautiful. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. This was fun. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Honestly, shows and podcasts like this are not possible without you. So I have so much gratitude for my listeners. You freaking rock. If you want to find me over on Instagram, I am sarah.fennel. Tag me in a post. Let me know what your favorite episode is. Hit me up with a DM. I will always write you back. Shows like this are not possible without ratings and reviews. So if you feel so moved, please write me an honest comment, an honest review, and let us know what you think of the show. 